Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan. We are back, episode 36 of our weekly podcast. We're almost, hey, I just realized we're closing in on 52 weeks. We got only 15 more weeks or so before we get there. But this is our weekly podcast, posted every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Normally, we're joined by a special guest. Today, we will not have one, sorry. But we will have one next week. I promise you'll want to tune into that one. But we're going to talk about a lot of different things. I'm all about the NFL. We haven't been talking about the NFL in a hot minute. But first off, Logan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great per usual, you know, as I've told people before, this is my second dose of Austin and, and, and one day we do the, the morning baseball videos together bright and early every morning. I, I, he's the first person I talk to. And on some days like today, he's the, <laughs> he's a voice in the evening too, but I'm, I'm doing well as always. We, we have so much fun doing these podcasts because it's just, you know, two friends, you know, it's like going back and forth. The baseball videos are a little bit more serious, right? We have to, you know, kind of focus what we're doing. But I like this because this is just so or- organic. But how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Today's been a good day. Um, I was down in Sarasota doing a little bit of a walking around in the Florida sun. It's been a good day. I'm uh, excited to talk about some NFL. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot It's a lot more fun to do these podcasts. Well, not. it's just a different kind of wavelength to uh, talk about things. And uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. You know, the pod, the short MLB videos, we got to get straight to the point. But today we can have a little bit of fun, talk about some NFL, talk about some random things, see wherever the conversation goes. And while we don't have a special guest this week, if you want to go check out our previous episodes with some special guests, you definitely go, should go do it. Maybe one day we'll think about bringing on some of you guys on the weekly podcast. So who knows? If you guys want to support us, download the podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can go do that. And you can give us a good rating if you're feeling uh, feeling up to it on a Wednesday. This is posted every Wednesday. 10 a.m. Eastern time. Obviously, we record this on Tuesday nights. But Logan, I want we we didn't have a lot ton of topics today. And given the you know the playoffs in the NBA are just kind of starting game one as the for the Heat Celtics is going on right now as we speak. Let's kind of talk about some NFL win totals. Let's talk about some NFL divisions. You kind of see if we can seek some value. We might have a futures bet for the NFL later on in a couple months. But today we're going to tackle just the NFC East or just the NFC. Then in a couple weeks, whenever we don't have a podcast guest, maybe something falls through. Someone can't make it. We'll, have, we'll talk about the AFC then. But, I mean, let's hop right in. Let's kind of hop into yeah. the NFC East, one of the weirder divisions in the NFL. Obviously hosted by the Camp Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles, and the Giants. In parentheses, you see on the screen all the different people that uh, all their – in the parentheses, you see a number. That number is their win total, or that is what it is on DraftKings at the moment. Some are more juiced than others, but majority of them were around minus 110. So not too terrible odds. But, Logan, what sticks out to you when you look at this division? Because last year, obviously, the Cowboys did win it pretty convincingly. Mm -hmm. But what what kind of sticks out at first glance? Yeah, for sure. So Cowboys, you know, being that double digit, you know, win total that that doesn't shock me all that much because they are they're number one America's team. So it means they get a lot of money on them, too. You know, everyone expects the Cowboys to kind of have those expectations. But what's really interesting to me is the Eagles sitting at nine and a half. I mean, so only a half win behind them is is what's going to separate this division. I mean, so we've got tremendous you know, high hopes, I guess, in Philadelphia for the Eagles with the addition of AJ Brown at, at that nine and a half. I mean, am, am, am I am I sold enough though on Jalen Hurts to to hit that over? I don't think so. I I I would have a hard time laying whatever sort of odds to to get Jalen Hurts to give me ten wins. Yeah, when I look at that Eagles line, and we'll talk about them first. It is a high line. I was expect, ex- you know, I wasn't expecting to see a nine and a half line. I mean, we got to think the NFL does have one extra game now, so yeah. a ten and seven record would cash that for them. But yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, those Eagles did make the playoffs last year. They had a good run towards the end of the year. Granted, they didn't play a whole lot of good competition. Not saying the NFC East is necessarily the best teams in the NFL, but 
interesting to see them go up with this high line. Now, I'm excited. This is a team that I'm super excited to see because obviously they got A.J. Brown now to pair with Devontae Smith. And that's truth. Let's be honest. The Eagles didn't have really much of a receiving core last year. They had Jalen Rager and uh, Eagles fans just absolutely just PTSD hearing the name Jalen Rager uh, come through their their headphones. But I'm excited to see that Eagles team. When I'm got again, I'm looking for fantasy football. I'm really hoping. I feel like I always hope one year Miles Sanders is finally going to be that guy. But I swear every year I hope for him to be good, and then. Uh, he no, it's it's not his fault. I mean, the, the the offense just wasn't designed around running the ball last year. I mean, you can't do anything with a limited amount of touches, and Miles Sanders wasn't given a whole lot of workload. So it's really interesting because to me, you set up Jalen Hurts and you set up those weapons like Devonte Smith, like AJ uh, Brown, and even you know, well, they still got Goddard, right? I mean, you've got you've got a really you know solid pass. You, you how do you set that up though in the NFL? Set it up through the run game a little bit, right? You have to run the ball. You have to keep the defenses honest. And I think what we saw in, you know, kind of the beatdown playoff performance when Philadelphia did travel to Tampa Bay, uh, the defense just pinned their ears back and said, all right, Jalen Hurts, we're coming for you. And and you can't do anything about it. Just you're not going to have any time to pass or anything. And we saw how that turned out for them. So you you better hope that they get a more balanced attack because if it's if it's anything like last year, that's that's not good news. But I do want to talk a little bit the Commanders is an interesting team a little bit, right? New name, new quarterback. I'm curious, what are, what are your thoughts at that eight total? Because, I mean, is that is that sneaky? Is that a potential value play even? I mean, it's hard to, you know, pinpoint, you know, here's the week they lose, win, lose, win, because we haven't really checked out all their complete schedules. I'm just not sold on Carson Wentz. I mean, eight wins is not asking <laughs> for a lot. It's not. Trust me, it's not. I mean, eight and nine season and you push this total – just not sold on them a whole, whole ton. Not sold on, sold on this defense. Now, could they fall into nine wins? Yeah, it's not necessarily hard to win nine games in the NFL. I mean, it, it's hard to win every single week, but you can fall into several wins. And, you know, getting the Giants twice, which the Giants have a seven-win total. We'll talk about them in a second. But I'm not sold on this Commanders team. I just don't know what they're doing a whole lot. Tara McLaurin still in this contract, you know, negotiations. Their defense, I don't know, Chase Young status. I the team's just uh, seems weird put together. I still trust Ron Rivera. I think he's a good coach. You have a lot of experience with Ron Rivera, but mm-hmm. I'm not sold. I mean, do you think they hit that total? Do you think they push it? Do you think they go way under? No, I, I think they go under. And I was just trying to see if I could back you into a corner, trying to you know put faith in Carson Wentz, because I, I wanted to get you, you on camera. Yeah, I wanted to get you on camera saying you believed in him. Because truthfully, I mean, it, what is it with Carson Wentz? And we this podcast has been well documented, you know, how – you know, we were a little bit harsh on him for sure. But when you can't stay healthy and when you are healthy, you choke a very winnable game that your team definitely needed. I mean, there you've got a massive weight on your shoulder. And you can't help but think, you know, the commanders are, are going to look at, at any sort of sign of danger from Carson Wentz and say, oh, he ain't that guy. And they, 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 they're looking for it. That's the problem with what he did in Indianapolis last year is now it's kind of it's, the book's kind of written. He's, he's got this choke artist narrative. He's got this can't stay healthy. So he, he's got he's got a tremendous uphill battle. Now, that could that could propel him into a great season. It really could, because we've seen Carson Wentz at that MVP level pr- prior to his injury. We've seen it, but I wouldn't bank on it at all. And honestly, the Giants sitting at that seven, I'd like to mash the under. I I, I, I just the, that team is 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 buns from the top to the bottom. I, I, I don't know where I don't know where we're finding those seven wins. You just got to hope and pray that it's the NFL and they went on some lucky field goals week in and week out. 
Yeah, I'm going to come out and give a bold prediction. I'm going to give you a plus 240 play I'm really considering. Philadelphia okay. Eagles to win the NFC East. All and right. I want to talk about it. It's not maybe a pro Eagle, although I do think their team's going to be pretty decent this year. I think Jalen Hurts will continue to get better. And that addition of A.J. Brown, I think, is going to go leaps and miles. They're a first-year head coach, right? It was Nick Sirianni. That was his first year or second year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But either way, I more of an anti-Cowboys. And I know the Cowboys have a large fan base. They're already in the comments, already mashing their, their keyboard. But my thoughts on the Cowboys, I wouldn't take their under necessarily at 10 just because I don't think – I think it's good push potential. But – I think the Cowboys are doing a big regression year this year. Now, obviously, Dak Prescott should be better after becoming, you know, a year post-surgery. But that team got so lucky with turnovers that I just think it's just – I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I just don't think you can duplicate getting that many turnovers. I mean, Trayvon Diggs had a ton of them. Can he duplicate having that many interceptions again? I don't think so. And so a team that relied so much on – let's be honest, the Cowboys' defense – not all that good last year, but they forced a lot of turnovers, kind of kept their numbers in, you know, in balance. But if you can't get those turnovers, they're going to give up a ton of points. And I just think they're going to, they're just going to fall back a little bit. And could we see the Eagles maybe win this division with 10 or 11 wins? I wouldn't be too surprised. I think it's great value of plus 240. And maybe I'm, you know, I'm supporting your hometown team over there, but I'm around with the Eagles plus 240. I think it's too good a value on FanDuel. I like it. <laughs> Adopted hometown. I'm not originally from Philly, but I look, how, how are they getting so many turnovers? Well, it was their divisional opponents. When you're playing Danny Dimes, a.k.a. Danny Turnovers, and he's just gifting you the ball. When you're playing now Carson Wentz, sorry, Carson, I'm going to come out and say it. you're probably going to have several turnovers. Jalen Hurts, he's a little bit reckless with the ball, too. This, this is an opportunistic defense for sure. And I, I actually like what the Cowboys did this season, just saying, we're gonna we're gonna keep some continuity, right? They've they've retained their coordinators. They've returned a lot of you know starters from last year's team. So they're trying to run it back in essence. And as long as they just don't do some you know boneheaded clock you know clock management, which they're always liable for. I don't love them at like plus one hundred ish to to win the division. That, I was just looking at my phone. That's what I I see them as. I don't like them for that value. Like I would just rather take the shot shot in the dark on the Eagles with you. I agree, but I'm just. I, I think you're a little too harsh on the Cowboys. We need to we need to see them choke and collapse before before we can hop on them on them there. But I, I yeah, no, that's pretty fair. Um, let's move on to the next division. Let's talk about the NFC West. We we'll go East then West. So the division obviously had a lot of turno- turnover. Now we have the Seahawks. There, you last year you taking their win totals. It was probably ten and a half. Russell Wilson's out of here. It's now five and a half. They got Drew Locke and whoever else they probably might suit up at QB. So that's an interesting one. 49ers. No idea what they're doing right now. Now, obviously, we look at their odds, and maybe the books know something, but the 49ers plus 185 to win the division, the Rams plus 140. I don't know if they have a big disparity in terms of strength of schedule, but interesting to see their over-unders, right, 10 and 10 and a half. And then the Cardinals, obviously, returning with Kyler Murray, supposedly, who knows what his contract salary negotiation is going to be. But anything stick out to you in this division? Because it's a little bit different, a little less firepower than we're normally used to without Russell Wilson there. For sure, I not, seeing the Seahawks out of contention, right? With five and a half win total, you're gonna you're gonna be a, a punching bag for a lot of the league. But it, it's weird at, at five and a half. It's just intriguing because you're like, is is there enough heart and you know, you know whatever in Seattle still? I think they might, and I actually do think they can hit that over. Oddly enough, Seahawks will be annoying this year. They're gonna be that annoying team that everyone's betting against, throwing you know their opponent in parlays, and the Seahawks just win games that they don't. You know, not supposed to, right? Uh, that's what I'm calling right now in May of 2022 already. But and then and then I'm also looking at the Cardinals. Look, 
Kyler Murray, you know, lo- love you, but I mean, you've you've got a lot of bad storylines going your way. So to to say that right off the bat, the Cardinals, you know, I can believe that they could get nine wins. I don't know, right? Like DeAndre Hopkins, right? We haven't even talked about that. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is missing six what games. the first? What did you say? Six. I think six. Yeah. So boom, there you go. His his top target uh, out right there. That's that, that that doesn't help Kyler Murray. We'll we'll meet meep scrambling in the pocket. And so it, this really does to me come down to the two horse race of 49ers Rams. And dare I say, I like the Rams. I I do. I they're they're running it back. It, sort of. I mean they they have they definitely got better with with Allen Robinson. I like that addition a lot to pair with Cooper Cup. I mean you you know I I love me some Allen Robinson. Yeah, I'm surprised to see this line so much. It's like, what do the books know? Like, is something going to happen with Stafford? He's just randomly going to get suspended or something? Like, I, I'm with you. I think the Rams are the front runner for this division, and I don't think it should be the value that we're seeing right now. I feel like it should be more close to the Cowboys-Eagles value, where it's like plus 100-ish to plus 240 than it is plus 140, plus 185. Now, I, I got to give credit to the 49ers. They're a great team. Uh, we don't know their QB situation still at this moment. May 17th at 8.29 p.m., they currently have still Jimmy G on the roster, but will he be on the roster come training camp, come you know preseason? I, no one knows, and I don't know necessarily if they can really trade him at this rate. So I think Jimmy G is going to be there. Um, I imagine they go to Trey Lance, who I'm not you know the biggest fan of, and asking a second year guy to just come in and win the division against the reigning Super Bowl champs. Kind of tough task to ask for, and I just think this you know you see the Rams. Way too talented of a team, unless their strength of schedules are just completely way off. And obviously, the Rams, we have a doozy on what is that? That's the Thursday night opening game, right? Rams versus Bills. Yeah. That's going to be an awesome game. So mm-hmm. I just think they're just too good of a team, too good just defensively, offensively. I, I, I would ride with you with the Rams. Now, I am curious to see Allen Robinson's fit in this offense. Now, obviously, he's going to take over that Robert Woods role, but there's no chance Cooper Cup can duplicate what he did last year, right? Like, like I mean, the. I mean, to duplicate what he did is going to be literally next to impossible. Yeah. But I mean, who says no, right? Well, especially no, yeah, especially all the touchdowns. Like you, you want to talk about like you know regression? Like Cooper Cup's going to regress. I'm sorry, that's just it's a numbers play, right? You've had a historic season for sure. Also, uh, talking about regression in this division, though, I kind of think it's the 49ers defense a little bit. For all the points you kind of talked about, the you know the Dallas Cowboys, you know how you you think they're going to regress. I think the 49ers are going to take a big step back, just because they look at how they won a lot of games last year. They were close games, arguably coin flip games. They were grit and grind. You know, we're just going to defense punch you in the mouth type games like that. But let's just say, because it is the NFL, a few injuries, you know, a few mishaps go don't go their way. I think actually the the 49ers really got lucky last year. I think they were kind of the lightning in a bottle. They had Debo Samuels, you know, putting the putting the team on his back. He's wearing the Superman cape in the playoffs. And I just that that's that to me is so hard to capture two years in a row. So I'm actually the, the best bet to me to make out of this whole division would be 49ers win total under just because I think, you know, they're going to play some good divisional competition for sure. Yeah, and like you touched on earlier with the Cardinals, they're going to be an interesting team to watch because I feel like we got Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat this year. Yeah. I think it's like perform now or kind of get out of here. I know he obviously won, you know, well, got them to the playoffs. Obviously, the second half of the year wasn't exactly what they wanted, and I think this is a big year for Kingsbury. I know, you know, NFL, some teams are cap- are content with the winning 
a winning season, get into the playoffs and get bounced. But I think the Cardinals owners have more, you know, more aspirations. They wouldn't have went out and traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They wouldn't have traded and got JJ Watt. They wouldn't have done all these moves that improve the team if they didn't believe in, you know, improve it. They wouldn't have went and got Hollywood Brown, who's a guy we haven't even talked about either. Hollywood Brown now on mm-hmm. their team. So I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, if I were to pick an over under in this 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 uh this division, kind of like the Cardinals over the eight and a half wins. Now, I don't necessarily think they come out and win 12. I just don't see that. But asking a yeah. team that has this much talent, I know they want up DeAndre Hopkins for a little bit, but this was a team that was the last remaining unbeaten team in the league. And while they faltered in the second half of the year, I think they learned some valuable lessons. I think Kyler Murray has learned a lot this offseason. Kind of like, wow, I really don't want to be in the spotlight for all these negative things. And I think we'll see Kingsbury fighting for his job. Kyler Murray obviously fighting for a contract. Who knows what his negotiations are like at the beginning of the season. I think the addition of Hollywood Brown – they no longer have – we'll see about James Conner. Can he stay healthy second two years in a row yeah. and bet against it? But I think the over-under at eight and a half wins, asking a team to go nine and eight, barely above 500 with all the talent they have, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a good play. I I, I can't really argue against it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's transition into the NFC South. This is your division, so I want you okay. to take it away. Buccaneers, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Go. Yeah. All right. So let, let, let's let's look at it. You know, Buccaneers with the 11 and a half. Yeah, you can book them with like sol- a solid six wins off the start. They should or a five wins. Fine. I'll give I'll give the, a divisional opponent maybe one win out of there. So, I mean, come on. It's Tom Brady returning when he was supposed to be retired. Give, gave, gave everyone in the NFC South a little bit of hope. Yeah. No, Tom Brady's back. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Panthers sitting at six. My my, my Carolina Panthers sitting at six. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, like I, I, you know, six win season is is probably what we're in store for. We haven't addressed arguably the most important position, you know, in the NFL, which is for sure quarterback. And I mean, Matt Corral is he the answer? Probably not yet. Right, his time's not not supposed to come. They did improve the offensive line though, which I I am you know excited. You you've spent that first round pick to get an offensive lineman now. Now I, now I can officially say, Sam Darnold, it's do or die, right? This is your career this year. If you stink it up once more, you can kiss the NFL goodbye because I don't know what team's going to take any more chances on you. Falcons at five, that's interesting. I The Falcons have some interesting you know, talent. Missing Calvin Ridley is why they're sitting at five, though. Like, yeah, like where's the production going to come from? You're gonna, you, you need a big second year out of Kyle Pitts for sure. Saints at eight is intriguing as well. Yeah. Are the Saints going to luck into nine wins? I I, I could kind of see it. You know, they, they play at such a great home field advantage. To me, the best bet in this division is Bucks over and wins just because they're starting with so many favorable divisional opponents that it's like, you know, they just got to win some of those, you know, toss up out of conference type games. Yeah, when I talk, think about this division, I mean, the Bucks are minus 320 on FanDuel to win the division, yeah. so. They're they're pretty certain. I mean, you can even just look at the win totals. One's at eleven and a half. The rest are eight, six, and five. Like they're not pretty high on any of those. All these three teams. And well, kind of starting from the bottom in terms of the Falcons. I'm curious what they do this year. Like the QB position. I right, they got Marcus Mariota. Um, yeah. What are they going to do? Who knows? Obviously, Matt Ryan now with the Titans, which we'll talk about them whenever we get to the AFC side of things, or not with the Colts when we get to the AFC side of things. I yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what that team's going to do. Kyle Pitts is going to have to step up, put put the team on his back because they don't even have Russell Gage anymore. They signed a wide receiver or got someone. I forget who they got off the top of my head, but someone decent-ish. But, yeah, not too sold on that team. And then we move to the Panthers. I'm curious. 
who who gets more wins, your Panthers or my Jets? Because I believe they're both their team totals are six. So maybe we'll talk about that at a later date. But Panthers, yeah. it is true. Sam Darnold, this is a, a you're either going to play well this year, or you're being backup QB, and you're going to have to deal with it. And I hope for your sake the Panthers are decent. I hope Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. Knock on wood, because yeah, I know you love CMC, and I, I hope he's good for you. I hope he's a fantasy usable asset for people in fantasy football. The game is better with Christian McCaffrey out on the field, and Without him, the Panthers are an eyesore to watch. And so I hope he's at least out there, and we'll see what Darnold yeah. does with the with the crew. But I'm excited you guys at least got some linemen to kind of improve that team. Will you get seven wins? Maybe. Maybe you luck into two against the Falcons. Maybe a win against the Saints. That's three. And then who knows? Maybe you cook up four other wins. We'll see. But when we talk about the Saints, interesting team. Bring back Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill's doing who knows what. Don't have Sean Payton. Uh, Michael Thomas, I haven't heard anything about him. Is he healthy? Is he good? I literally have no idea. I took Michael Thomas in the first round of our fantasy football draft two years ago, and I murdered the man. So uh, <laughs> he's absolutely – he's gone for good. I hope he's back because, honestly, you know, he's another guy that I love him or hate him. He, at least he puts up cool stat numbers. So he's at least someone you can look at on Sunday like, wow, this guy had 12 receptions for 84 yards. That's pretty cool. Um, but still, the Saints have that great offense, which I think can hold them down. The, obviously, they're playing in the, the Superdome, so that's going to give them some wins. And they're playing against Falcons and Panthers, so they'll look into some wins. But it's going to be interesting to see how this team transitions without Sean Payton. I saw You saw Drew Brees' tweet that said, oh, I might come back and play football. I don't yeah. see that happening at all. But uh, he was just maybe a little salty that NBC kind of, kind of gave him the boot or whatever. But either way, whatever he can do. Um, and then we think the about Saints the Buccaneers. Play well. The Saints play well against the Bucs, though. Don't, don't forget yeah, no, they have their number. Hey, the Buccaneers, the Saints have the Bucs number. Like they, I don't think Tom Brady has beaten the Saints as a member of the Buccaneers. What, he's 0 for 4? And they've, no, that's they've true, yeah. Most, most of the games haven't been close either. It's not like the Saints team was with Drew Brees every single time. It was all last year with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I remember that game was with Sunday Night Football. It was an absolute pillow fight because everyone was taking overs. And then it was just like – Punt, 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 punt. And it was just a miserable game to watch. But I think the Buccaneers, obviously the front runners in this division, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, they got Russell Gage, who I think will be underrated. Chris Godwin, interesting guy to monitor as he comes back from his ACL tear. Um, But their offensive line still dominant. Um, I think Leonard Fournette's back. I don't know about Ronald Jones or his status, but it's the Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady. They'll they'll figure it out. And they're just always drafting guys that become good. That's just what Tom Brady's teams do, do. Don't bet against Tom Brady, right? I'm not going to bet a Tom Brady Buccaneers win total under. I'm going to bet the over, and I'm going to sleep fine at night knowing that I bet on Tom Brady. That's that's how that's how it works. So I make money. Exactly. Let's move on to the final division in the NFC, and then we'll talk about some other things. The NFC North with the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and the Lions. I'm going to start this one off. I think there's pretty good value on the Chicago Bears at six and a half. Now, call me crazy. But I think six and a half is a low number for him. I think seven and ten is a reasonable season for him. Obviously, they got rid of Ryan Pace, or not Ryan Pace, uh, their coach. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Yes, Ryan Pace is their new general manager, I believe. But uh, yeah, they got rid of uh, they got rid of Matt Nagy, and I think that's going to be nice. I think Justin Fields is really going to take a leap. We saw Justin Fields play awesome on Monday Night Footballs when he was getting thrown into there, and when they finally let him, you know, open up the offense and said. Justin Fields, you can do what you're actually good at instead of, hey, Justin Fields, you're a pocket passer now. That's not what he's good at. He's good at rolling and throwing the ball or making plays. And so I think the Bears at six and a half is my most intriguing one here. Is there something that intrigues you or what do you think about the Bears? Um, okay, so the Bears is interesting, right? Because it's like, where where's that year two, you know, growth or regression, right? Coming from the quarterback position, very important. 
I, I, I kind of agree with you. I do have a little bit of optimism, especially shipping Matt Nagy on. I mean, come on, man. He, he seemed like a hindrance a lot to that offense. It was like he was that, uh, you know, you ever, you ever park illegally on the street and you see the, the cars with the boot on it? Right. That's what he was. That he was that that yellow boot on on the on the Bears offense. Right. So so they, he was always holding them back. I, I, I expect now I'm not I, I'm not bold enough to say they're going to get seven wins. I'm not going to do that. But I am bold enough to say that the Vikings sitting at nine, that number is too high. I, I just think we're I think we're always falling in love with Kirk Cousins. We're always falling in love. Well, maybe Kirk Cousins, but we're always falling in love with Jefferson, Thielen and Dalvin Cook. And the problem is with a lot of these players, like number one, it's injury. Hello. Like has Dalvin cook ever played a full, you know, football season? I'm not, I'm not even actually sure on that. Second it's, it's Kirk cousins, right? You know, when the lights shine the brightest, am I trusting Kirk cousins with my money all, all the time? You know, when we were picking NFL last year, right. You and I felt okay. Always, you know, fading Kirk cousins. Cause they're like, it, it's Kirk cousins, right? It's, you know, you usually, Usually the Vikings got such a premium on them because of, you know, they got the flashier players. They've got, you know, players, players on offense that can light up the scoreboard. The problem is they just don't always. Right. So I, I'm more inclined to take their under. I think the Packers are going to be a, a force of this division again. Love him or hate him. Aaron Rodgers is, is great in the game. Missing Devontae Adams, though. Right. That's a storyline we could talk about right there. The fact that that win total is sitting at 11, though, clearly, I guess the odds makers are like, he he impacts it, you know, significantly, right? It's he's probably worth maybe one and a half wins, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting guy that no longer have for Aaron Rodgers, who's had him for you know the longest. And they tried to you know replace him. They got what Sammy Watkins. They went in the who was the other guy they drafted? Uh, Christian Watson was the guy they drafted. I believe he's a rookie. They drafted a couple guys to try to kind of replace that. Um, I know a lot of people I believe are high on Christian Watson, and we'll necessarily see how Sammy Watkins does. Uh, it's an interesting team because you're right. It's it's still Aaron Rodgers, so we'd still bet on him to get those 11 wins, maybe 12, especially in this division. Um, I'm a little concerned, you know, thinking back to my Bears pick that, uh, you know, they did lose Allen Robinson, do, did lose Khalil Mack. Now they did bring in a superstar wide receiver and Byron Pringle, so that'll that'll certainly that'll certainly help the cause. He's at least worth three and a half wins, but uh, we love Byron Pringle on the channel. Um, if if someone knows Byron Pringle, let him know. We, we would love to talk to him one day. Um, yes. <laughs> but I'm excited for this division. I think it's going to be the Packers taking it home. The Vikings, like you said, are a team everyone wants to bet. It's everyone. They go load up. They're on Sunday morning. They're like, you know what? I'm going to cook a cook an NFL parlay up. You're like, mm-hmm. all right. Click, 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 click. All right, five legs. I'm at plus 400 value. I want one more. Oh, the Vikings are playing the Lions. They're minus 250. Yeah, I'll throw them in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They just absolutely just lay an egg, and you're like, you just lost to the winless Lions. That's what the Vikings do. They lose those games. And I know people that are Vikings fans, and I hope that they maybe have a good year. I wouldn't be mad at the Vikings when they have cool colors. But just think at the end of the day, it's like you're trusting Captain Kirk. You're trusting a defense that honestly ain't much of a defense. And while Justin Jefferson's a beast, he puts up crazy numbers year in and year out. Adam Thielen's consistently getting older. Dalvin Cook's always injured, and – Alexander Madison is the best handcuff that you can have in fantasy football. True. Um, I, I can't argue with the fantasy talk. I, I Again, you, your point on the Vikings is so valid because, like I said, the the, the, the motto for Kirk Cousins is just kind of a letdown, right? It's like when, when the lights shine the brightest, when you need that last leg of a parlay, I don't want it being Vikings. I just don't. So in, the, in this scenario, why would I bet their win total over when I haven't, you know, seen sustained success, right? You know, 
glimpses here and there, right? Does anyone remember the Case Keenum Vikings days, right? Like that, those were fun days. Can they get back to that point? Who knows? Who knows? But they're I'm not sold on, on nine wins yet. Yeah, they're they're an interesting team that you kind of have to just watch out for. They win games, they shouldn't lose games, they sh- they should win. And that's yes. just, you know, that's just the Vikings nature of it. You just never know what you're going to get from the Minnesota Vikings any given Sunday. And that goes back to Kirk Cousins because he's quite unpredictable. They just gave him, what, a contract extension, maybe like a two-year kind of thing this offseason. So we'll see kind of what Kirk Cousins' future is after next year or two in Minnesota. But it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. Now, that's all the divisions we talked about. I'm curious if we have any uh, any uh, Super Bowl or not Super Bowl um. Uh, MVP uh, lines. Have you have any uh, MVP prediction? A little dark horse that you're feeling this year? Ooh, for so for NFL, I, I'd have to pull it up. Um, I, I want you to go first. I I, I want to have a, a somewhat thoughtful pick. <laughs> um, I think about MVP. I'm gonna go, and this uh, this is a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm pulling up the odds right now. Josh Allen's plus 700. He seemed like the given. It seems like the guy that, you know, it's been so close to pulling it off. Josh Allen, that is, to finally get it done. I I would kind of lean with the public on that one. I think Josh Allen gets it. I just think Patrick Mahomes might struggle with that division. He's Patrick Mahomes plus 900. Justin Herbert plus 1,000. I don't see Herbert having a chance at winning this. I, everyone's all high on the Chargers, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about them in a couple weeks whenever we get to the AFC. Not too high on that team. Rodgers plus 1,000. No chance Rodgers gets three in a row unless, like, the Packers are 14-3 and three or something ridiculous, which I don't yeah. see happening. Tom Brady's plus 1,000. An interesting one is Russell Wilson at plus 1,400. I wouldn't bet that. I just don't, I'm not too high on Russell Wilson. But I would lean Josh Allen for safety, plus 700. I also think a guy like Jonathan Taylor probably has great value mm-hmm. of plus 5,000. Now, obviously, it's hard for Jonathan Taylor to duplicate. Or, you know, it's hard for running backs when they have one big year to kind of have – you know, that first year is that like, wow, this guy's like insane and he gets some MVP votes. But then to do it two years in a row, it's kind of like, oh, we've seen this before. Kind of like we think about the NBA when Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double or something like that. Like people were so impressed the first year and then he did it for a second year or third year. And people were kind of like, oh, well, you keep doing that. We're not going to keep voting for you. So I think Jonathan Taylor has a chance. Him and Derrick Henry both plus 5,000 odds. So if I had to throw a dart throw, I'd say Jonathan Taylor. He has a little bit worse odds than Matt Ryan, but honestly, I think at the end of the day, I don't think Matt Ryan wins the award if the Colts are good. I think Jonathan Taylor does, and the guy's a beast. They finally don't have Carson Wentz there, and we know Matt Ryan's capable of throwing to running backs, and so I think Jonathan Taylor might be in for another big year. They don't have to – teams aren't going to be loading the box saying, you know what, Carson Wentz beat us. They're going to be like, Matt Ryan is a respectable QB. They still have talent on the outside, and so I think Jonathan Taylor plus 5,000 is pretty good odds for me. Crazy to see Marcus Mariota at plus six thousand odds. So the fact yeah, that you can get them for almost the same odds, I, I, I have no idea. But yeah, like Jonathan Taylor plus five thousand. If I wanted a safe pick, I'd go Josh Allen plus seven hundred. Just feels like he's due an MVP. Very similar to like I like Joel Embiid. That's probably due one. Maybe Joel gets it next year. Yeah. I, I first of all, I agree with every single thing you've said about Josh Allen. Having me question it if if I want to play some right after we hang up this podcast because I mean plus seven hundred is just so tempting right it's a narrative award right for sure Josh Allen is right on the on the cusp of that superstardom right he's he's kind of the face of the league essentially I mean everybody wants to 
bet the Bills. Everyone wants to, you know, ride Bills Mafia. They're, they're obviously a great team, great success last year. And that offense runs a lot through him. Running the ball, Bills never heard of it. Josh oh, Allen yeah. will definitely put up great stats. He plays in a division that I don't see giving him a lot, a ton of like defensive re- resistance. Jets, you know, they're going to get steamrolled by the Bills offense. Patriots may be formidable, but you always get brownie points for beating Belichick. And then, I mean, Dolphins, Dolphins defense is probably one of those defenses. We'll talk about it when we talk about the AFC, but I think they're doing a little bit of regression. Josh Allen's a great pick, right? I'm, I'm not, I cannot knock you there. I'm just scrolling this list, looking at value. And I mean, I love the, I love the call that you just made with saying that a running back has value. Cause this is, I mean, all, all you do is you see on this list, it's, it's straight up quarterbacks. And I think, and call me, call me crazy. I mean, well, this one's not that crazy, but I think Lamar Jackson at plus 2000, just simply because of what he can do. And, and it kind of seems like Lamar Jackson's kind of have, he's, he's kind of got something brewing with him, right? They just, he just watched him ship out, you know, Hollywood Brown on, on, on draft night. And, and he was just sitting there probably, you know, you know, the Al Horford face that when, when Giannis dunked, he's like, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a, a sort of revenge, you know, tour revenge season out of Lamar Jackson. I think that Ravens team is going to be definitely a team to watch out for. They're always well coached. And I mean, when you got players like Justin Tucker that can seal games for you, I always love the Ravens to be in contention. And, and Lamar Jackson probably will be one of those players that's like in the top five when it's all said and done. So at plus 2000, it's like kind of worth, you know, the value where, where it stands today. I, I like Lamar Jackson for sure. Being able to get it done, you know, on the ground, obviously he's, he's tremendous, but also, you know, Mark Andrews, he's, he has crazy chemistry with Mark Andrews and he's still there. He's catching, he'll, he'll definitely, you know, make Lamar's stats look better than they, better than they could be. So I, I, I like Lamar Jackson at plus 2000 where, where we stand today in May. Yeah. When, when you said that, I was like, I was looking through the list. I was like, Lamar Jackson, pretty decent odds. He's plus 2,500 on DraftKings. Now Yeah. for all the reasons you said the Hollywood, I feel like when we look at Lamar Jackson this year, it might give him, you know, a very good, like a, I don't know, similar expression to kind of like a Nikola Jokic. Now, in the sense that he wears his help. It's like he doesn't have a lot of good receivers. Rashad Bateman's solid. Devin Duvernay, James Prochet. Then Mark Andrews, like you said, obviously Mark Andrews. Curious what his over-under for yards is because the guy had like 1,300, 1,400 yards last year. I think we're going to look at a guy in Lamar Jackson that's just going to put the team on his back this year. He's going to be a guy that's just going to, do everything for him. And I think the Ravens will still be competitive. They still have a pretty decent defense, very capable of making turnovers. I'm curious exactly their running back depth because J- J.K. Dobbins, I mean, we remember that Ravens team. They were had no running backs by the end of the year. Exactly. Even by the middle of the year. By week one, they had no running backs. Half their guys were already injured. J.K. Dobbins went down. Gus Edwards, they just signed Mike Davis. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm hopefully J.K. Dobbins is back. That gives, you know, Lamar another weapon. And you know what? When you're starting week one, in New York, taking on the Jets. That's a great team to get a little first game up on. Just get a good stat stat pad <laughs> game. You're good to go. And I'm just saying, man, that's a pretty good schedule. Now, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, if he can win. And we also have to think about that division, a very tough division. So if you can go out and beat teams like the Ra- or beat teams like the Bengals, who just went to the, the Super Bowl, you can beat a mm-hmm. team. The Steelers, we'll see about them. They The sports book's not very high on the Steelers this year. But – even the Browns with Deshaun Watson now, people are super high on this division. And if the Ravens can come in here, win this division, win, you know, 11, 12 games, then Lamar Jackson's going to be probably the large majority of that. I really do think that your uh, your Lamar Jackson calls pretty decent, plus 2,500. When I look at this 
you know, awards list in terms of like the first top 16 people with odds are all QBs. Would I rather bet on Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson at plus 2,500, both the same? I'm going to lean Lamar Jackson. I mean, one, Deshaun Watson, we don't know his status, whether he's suspended some games. And two, it's like, sure, the Browns might have a better record. Who knows? It's, they're not running. They're not passing the ball. They're still going to keep spamming the mm-hmm. run. I don't really know the Browns' uh, status of their uh, currently of their wide receiver room. I don't really know what they uh, plan on doing so far. Well, they got a, um, they got Amari Cooper in the offseason. Yeah, besides so. Amari Cooper, yeah. Besides him, yeah. I don't really know what they're doing. Donovan Peoples-Jones, obviously Jarvis Landry just signed with the Saints. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird uh, weird team. David and Joku got a big contract extension. I. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that team's going to be doing. Baker Mayfield, all that drama. I think the Browns are going to be a little bit worse than people expect them to be. I think people think, oh, Deshaun Watson's here. He's our savior. I mean, John, Deshaun Watson had decent teams in the in uh, Houston. I mean, they weren't the best. This Browns roster is better than those, but still weren't that uh, all that good. And so we'll see a lot of drama surrounding Deshaun Watson pretty much this whole year. I think he'll still have the drama circling him every game. Baker Mayfield. He ain't going anywhere at the moment. He's still going to have a lot of drama circling him. And so all of that concluded, I think Lamar Jackson, plus 2,500, pretty decent odds. I'd much rather probably him over like a guy like Jalen Hurts at plus 1,800 odds. I just don't – the books are expecting Jalen Hurts, I guess, to have a great year. I mean, I, I'm a Jalen Hurts supporter. I'll support him. I thought he was pretty good last year, well, till the playoffs. But golly, interesting odds that we're getting. Well, you want – again, when you're picking MVP, you want somebody that's like going to – have the control of you know taking taking hold of that division and just making it about them right as you just said the the ingredients are there for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to just snatch that division because there's not to me that dominant team like you know the Tampa Bay Bucks the the Brady of their division there isn't so if he has a good statistical year and they maybe have a solid lead in that division he'll be right up there so that's what that's kind of what we're saying and i think honestly you know people listening to this it's worth a dart throw, right? Like you, you make money on these future bets. Don't to me, it, don't don't go wasted on somebody like a Derek Carr, or like uh, Kirk Cousins, or just so, someone on there with crazy odds. That's just no, they're not going to become the MVP again. Lamar Jackson, former MVP as well. So I mean, he's got it. He's got it before. He's played at a high level before. It's it's worth it. I think we've given some pretty solid advice for the people. What do you think, Austin? I think so too. I'm just looking at some other uh, props to see. You know, I'm looking at most rushing guards. Most receiving yards. Yeah. Yeah. These are very interesting. They got a lot of different lines out here. I'm curious once we get some um some some lines in terms of uh what is it what is it called? Um some like actual players lines. Right now we only have a couple rookies in terms of like the wide receiver lines. Um I want you to give do you have a early dart throw in terms of Super Bowl? Uh who who you think uh is gonna take it away? <laughs> Down the spot. Um well you know, I, I think I might have said this a month or two ago on the podcast, but it is in the NFC. So, like, I'll probably give you my my NFC, like, kind of just, like, not so obvious answer. And I think it might be the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I you know what? I don't want I don't uh, want the, the smoke. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want the booze for for picking, you know, America's team and everything. But I just love what they did, you know, in the offseason. I like, you know, I don't mind getting rid of Amari Cooper, right? I, I don't mind making this this team about CD lamb and, and in that second year, Dak Prescott had, you know, that, that whole Cowboys team had a lot of distractions last year. And to me, they played somewhat well throughout the distractions, but then you have, you know, Mike McCarthy, a lot of the time management stuff, assuming that 
you can just cut a lot of the distractions and, and blunders, so to speak, in, in half. I think this is a Dallas team that's going to be a top, you know, two to three seed within the NFC. And what do we know about the NFL? It's about getting hot at the right time. A la Cincinnati Bengals last year, right? The Bengals, if you would have told people that the Bengals would have been playing the Super Bowl last year, they would have called you insane. Now, the Cowboys, you know, people might call you insane just because of their choking nature and the whole America's team accident waiting to happen, everything like that. But put, put all those biases aside. They're very talented, and they could easily get there. So I'm just going to take a shot at the Cowboys, I, I, I think, for the NFC. They're, they're one of those not-so-obvious Bucks, Rams, uh, Packers, you know, type type bets. Yeah, when I'm looking at, I'll just talk about the NFC. We will talk about the AFC later. I'm looking at the value. Wow, the, it's tough for me to not go with the Rams, but it's almost like, what do the books know? Why are the Rams and the Packers plus 500 and the Buccaneers plus 320? It's like trying to bait you into some Rams action. I don't think the Rams are the move. I would not be surprised if I, I'm, I lean the Bucks, but I don't want to be a homer for them. So, I think there's decent value on taking a team like the 49ers. I know I might have bashed them a little bit earlier. This is a team that I think wins when the time matters. And we're they're debating on Debo Samuel's status for uh, for this. I think they could get back to the at least the Super Bowl in this one. Like, obviously, we don't know Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think Trey Lance, you know, might give them an extra added element. And I think their defense is good enough to keep them in games. Their rushing game is just very solid. And, I think there's question marks with the Bucks. Will how will Brady, you know, continue to kind of go go go, go like just keep going? I think there's you got the question marks with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to get it done in the postseason. The 49ers beat them. And then you have a team like the Rams, who sure they have all the talent in the world, but the fact that they're getting plus five hundred odds and the fact that they are, you know, they don't have Von Miller anymore, which I think is gonna be a big loss for him. They got Bobby Wagner too, but the 49ers. I think the books are putting them at plus 750. We already talked about their win total here at 10. I think they're trying to throw me a bone. Say, Austin, the 49ers are the move. And I'm around. I told you they'd do some regression, but yeah, I know. Mean, you don't know nothing. It's the it's the heart of it's a heart of a champion. And I I'm I'm serious. When I was looking at that that 49ers versus Packers playoff game, I just saw so many people with like you know hearts and and they they were like dogs. They were they were just like straight up like cut from a different cloth they made the Packers want to quit they made the Packers look bad in Lambeau Field so I'm not going to call you crazy at all for that because I know that that still resides in the 49ers who knows they might catch you know fire at the at the right time as well yeah I agree with that and to finish this podcast allow me can I have the floor for a second you may have the floor go for it (laughs) a couple weeks ago no a couple months ago we were posed with a question from myself it was to give a dark horse NBA finals contender. And I have to at least take my victory lap now because I said Dallas Mavericks plus 3,500 odds to win the NBA finals right now as of Tuesday, May 17th. You can find that plus 700 odds. Now, will they beat the Warriors tonight on Wednesday night? Wouldn't bet on it. But you know <laughs> what? You best believe I might as well take a mini victory lap now and say at least, at least I'm doing pretty solid with my future bet. If the Mavs won it all, I don't know what I will do. I will uh, go nuts. My futures ticket will cash. But I uh, just wanted to give myself a little bit of praise because I do this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Luca Magic, too. I'm, I'm very excited to watch Luca in that series. 
Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm excited. After, actually, after this, I'm going to have to go cook up uh, my NBA video for that. So the people that have already watched that video, congrats. It's being recorded after this podcast. But any other closing thoughts for the NFL or the NBA playoffs? Just seeing seeing the week one spreads. We're not going to dissect them right now. But seeing these week one spreads and, and totals, it's just it really is making me crave some football. But got a lot to wait. But at least, at least listening to this, I hope people are gaining some, maybe some insight into like where where there's at least value. Because when you when you if you're trying to beat the books, you have to beat them where, where there's value. And I mean, honestly, a futures bet is like a whole. It's like buying. It's 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 investing in a stock, honestly. So yeah, no, hundred percent. It's giving me goosebumps just looking at the lines and seeing all the yeah. NFL logos. Just like, oh, Commanders minus four week one versus the Jags. Ooh. Yeah, that's spicy. a smelly one i'm excited <laughs> to be cooking up those nfl uh, videos looking forward to those we obviously still got three months and a couple weeks before it but it's going to be fun we appreciate you guys for tuning into the weekly podcast next week we should have our weekly guest back and so if you guys ever want another weekly guest let us know who you guys want to see so we can uh, try to start reaching out to people kind of line up them in the future we appreciate you guys as always for listening to the weekly podcast well you can obviously watch our normal videos in the nba and mlb every morning but it's been austin it's been logan and we will catch you guys again next week for episode 37 this is episode 36 let's get after it. see you guys next week